My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Dawn and I'm Caddy's wife. We had a lot. If you are in the Atlanta area, last week we had some amazingly rough storms that came in. We had like a tropical storm that came through Atlanta, Georgia. First time in 25 years. Yeah, and I'm like the sentinel for the family. There has to be one in every family. Go. Okay. Yep. Let's, go and, mm-hmm. let's go and get this out of the way. Well, everybody goes to bed and they're like, is it going to be bad, mom? Are we? Is it, this is how my kids always say, is it going to be like basement bad? I'm like, I don't think so. And then I stay up. And this only applies to storms that are coming in overnight, like in the 2 to 5 a.m. hour. So everybody goes to bed, gets in their comfy beds, night, night, everybody sleeping, sleep, sleep, sleep. And I'm out there like a sentinel, peeping through the windows, watching my weather app. Like my mother. Or Guy Sharp. If, okay, if you are a longtime Atlantan, he was like the silver fox, Guy Sharp. He was this long-term uh, weather meteorologist, and he was on Channel 5. I think it was called WAGA. I mean, it was like the original Channel 5. And he died in this. Back when he did his maps by hand with yes. permanent markers. And I remember watching like the weather with my mom and dad, and it was always like Guy Sharp, Guy Sharp. Like, what was Guy Sharp going to say? So I'm like the Guy Sharp of our family. So in the middle of the night, I have never heard wind like this. I'm not even kidding you, ever. We've had some bad weather. We get tornadoes in Atlanta. But this was like tropical storm type wind. And it would come in waves. It was like just like that noise. And so at one point, I had to go upstairs and get Charlotte, our youngest. Her bedroom is over our garage. And it kind of has a pitch to her roof. And we have this one questionable tree over on the hill. And I'm thinking, if that tree comes down, it's not going to be good. So I had to wake her up, put her in our bed. Then Sally, one of our coonhounds, got spooked, got in the bed. And then Roscoe, our other coonhound, got in the bed. There were four people in the bed. There was no room for me to sleep. So then me, Guy Sharp, the meteorologist, had to go sleep on the couch. And the next day we had no power. And I was asking you about the food, and you declared that I was Grammy. My mother, who anytime there was a power outage, what are we going to do about the food? What about all the frozen Stuff in the freezer. And that was you all day that day. And right. it's like, stop. We had just gone but to the grocery store. there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Don't fret over it. There's nothing you can do about it. And I say, eat until somebody gets sick. You know? I mean, I, I no, don't. No, I don't know. No. Well, I, I, I don't know how long the window is for eating food after it's defrosted. But I say, go for it. What I mean, just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But you were just so, that was, you were mind, seriously, I, I was looking at you like, that is my mother, right, sitting right there. Wow. Look okay. at those trees. They're just swaying, and that's some very strong wind. Okay, I did not yes, say it that it way. Yes, it is. It is. I did not say it Let's that way. Let's find a crossword or something. Oh, okay. Well, I will say this. There were, everyone in the neighborhood, all the men were up bright <laughs> and early with their power tools, their blowers, their tree saws. We had this neighborhood chat going on because there was a tree that fell down, a big, big oak tree, pine tree, I don't know what it was, fell down at the entrance. And so people were having to come in the out, you know, of our subdivision. And so there was this group text going around, like, can everybody come to the front of the subdivision and bring your um, chainsaws and your blowers? And I almost thought for a minute somebody was going to chime in. I mean, except except the chotes, because we know they don't have any of that stuff. It'd be tough to, to take something like that down with a butter knife, <laughs> wouldn't it, Donna? Because that's all I have in my tool purse is a butter knife. You like yeah. to remind me about that. Yep. This was all because of um, Tropical Storm Zeta. 
And I heard a lot of people in the media calling this tropical storm Zada. Or Zeta. Zeta. Zeta was it. And I thought, you know, these are people that never pledged to fraternity or sorority. Because yes. you had to know the Greek alphabet before the match went out. Or you got the crap beat out of you. Did y'all have to do that? No. Sorority? Where was yeah. that? Well, in my fraternity. They would, the brothers, when you were pledging, the brothers would strike a match. And you had to go through the entire Greek alphabet before the match burned out. Or what would they do? Paddle you? You'd get the crap kicked out of you. So it's alpha, beta, gamma, data. I can't do it now, but I yeah. can do it back in the day. I mean, I knew the Greek alphabet because I was in a But it's Zeta, right. But I, I and I was it, a Zeta. It's like Delta, or for us at Western Carolina University, go cats and Colorway, North Carolina, it was DZ, Delta Zetas were the ones that you uh, like to have mixers with. Really? See, yeah. I was a Zeta tall alpha. Yeah. All right, but uh, Zeta was the 11th named storm and sixth hurricane, sixth hurricane to make U.S. landfall in the year 2020. So you Ooh. explained to me that because I was like, where are the, why are we into the Greek names? And it was because they had gone through the entire alphabet. Well, the, norm, the National Hurricane Center every year releases the names that like, they're going to use for hurricanes. Like Carol. Normally, right, normally, like normal names, like Daryl. Yeah. Mm. Hurricane Daryl. <laughs> normally, they don't get through the list. This year, not only did they get through the list, they went through the entire Greek alphabet. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. It's very scary. It made me think. What about my meal? Okay. It made me think about people who actually go through a hurricane. Like how strong the wind is. Because, I mean, it was out of control. And uh, we are, what, 36 hours into it now. And there are streets that are still closed. Schools have been out for two days because there are so many school uh, streets that are shut down. And then you tack on the construction in the city where we live, the road construction. It's a hot mess. On top of storm damage, you can't get anywhere that you want to go right now in North Fulton County. And that's where we are. The App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network, about 30 miles north uh, of downtown Atlanta. And this is the My Second Night Podcast. Did you want to talk about coffee? Um, yes. Well, Because you didn't have any coffee. I didn't have any coffee. Because we had no power. But my neighbor here again, my neighbor's husband got up and he like boiled water and poured it over the grounds and somehow made homemade coffee. Like something out of... Uh, What's that show? The uh, Survival. Bear Grylls? That, but the one Naked and Afraid. Mm. Well, I don't know if they were Naked and Afraid while they were making their coffee, but... You never yeah. know about Debbie and Sean. Debbie and Sean. I do want to say, though, as a, an extra thing, because I know we have a couple of... I've talked to one pod peep who her husband works for um, the power company. He's a lineman. Just want to send out our thanks to all those people. Because when you're home and you're like warm or in your house or you're complaining because you're not warm in your house and you don't have power, these people are out there hanging on like power lines trying to get this stuff set back up. So um, just thank you to all those people that go out and do those jobs. You know, you just don't think about it and what they're doing. And I mean, they're putting their lives on there on the line to get up there, literally to get up there and get your power back on. So thank you to all the people who do that. If we ever were to do Naked and Afraid, oh boy, do you think we could pay to have extra pixelation? For our parts? Yes. Well, specifically mine. Oh. <laughs> Why? Because you know when watching that show, whether John is holding or not. Because if they if the producers in post pixelate down to his kneecap. Oh my God. <laughs> they're ha come on, they're having to hide something. They're having to redact something. I do not like that show. I do not like that show at all. You and so Olivia watch that show. So what would it cost to, to have extra pixelation added? I don't know. Do you think? You I wonder know, when if you have to tell them that in advance. When they're shooting from behind and you see the bum Ooh, a lot of times. <laughs> Ew. It's the grossest show. It's they're like not. squatting in the woods and they're they're on top of each other, but they're like, ugh. 
All right, hype song on the way here today for me was Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. I love that Lenny Kravitz song. Something to remember today if it's uh, upload day for you and you're listening, today's election day, Tuesday, November the 3rd. Let's all agree to this, that despite the outcome, we are going to all get out of bed and we're going to carry on our lives and we're not going to pitch temper tantrums and let's try to do something together after all this is over and who knows when we're going to find out who the president of the United States is. It could be a while, but uh, it ain't over till it's over. I like that. So hang it, buckle up and hang in there and let's treat each other with respect. Doesn't matter. Yes. As I sit here wearing my Reagan Bush 80 hat. Um, let's, uh, let's just all agree that, that we can respect because respect one another. And that goes for work. That goes for family. That goes for Thanksgiving coming up. That goes for everything because I would dare say Donna, the next two weeks probably will be the most politically charged in the history of our country. I agree. Well, and just heated discussions that you don't want to get into. And somehow you back yourself into them and you're like, I didn't want to get in that conversation. So yeah, just be kind to each other. My hype song, somebody pointed this out and this is like a horrible faux pas. Do you know what a faux pas is? I do. I don't know what a um, a serpent, what was that? Who were you looking out the window? What was that? Uh, what now? At the time before you were talking about Guy Sharp. A oh, socialite? A I don't know what that is. Well, I'm not a socialite. I would love to be a sentinel. What's that? Like the person who's on the mountain looking, okay. looking for Moses. Yeah. Looking I know for what what's a faux going pas on. is. I didn't know what that was. Okay. Well, I, this is a huge faux pas because we do not have any Bon Jovi on our Spotify playlist. So we're adding, or I'm adding Bon Jovi living on a prayer, which uh, a little side story. We're going to go on a little sidecar. I, myself and Tug, we acted out this entire song one time in a club, if you remember. I do. And people parted, and he was playing the part of uh, whoever's on the docks, and I was the other person. Ricky was on the docks, wasn't he? I can't remember. I'll have to sing him. Okay. Johnny? I think it's yeah, Johnny. Okay. Anyway, so we, we acted out this whole thing, and people parted, and it was like we were doing a whole rendition of like West Side Story in a club. I think this it was is like, after the Keith Urban concert. It was like right? club opera or something. What, yeah. yeah. No, it was. It was after the Keith Urban concert at then Phillips Arena. Yes. I mean, we were moved by and, that. And bon this, was, song. this is 15 years ago. It was. But, you know, anytime you hear that song, you're just like, gotta hold on. And you're like, you know, you're in your power stance. Your power stance where you're singing the rock song. I love John Ben Jovi. He's so little. Speaking of power stances, he's like tiny, like almost cat-like. He has little bitty hands and just cute as a button. All right. We are unable to play music on the podcast or no podcast can play music, which is strange because we're classified by Apple as a music podcast. So to cure that problem, uh, we have a Spotify playlist and just search for Caddy and Donna Hype song playlist. And every single song that we've talked about top of every single episode, the song that we jammed to on the way here, our hype song before we record, you're going to find them all. On the Spotify hype song playlist. Yeah, it's like 10, Check 11 hours of music. Update about Roscoe. Roscoe is our uh, hound dog who is uh, four and a half, five years old. He was poisoned. Uh, he's fine. All right, next. Um, okay, well, he wasn't huh? poisoned. It's, you can't make it sound like someone poisoned him. He poisoned himself by eating what we think is a rogue mushroom. Yeah. I mean, he's that a, happens. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, he is back to howling at nothing like a foghorn leghorn. So he is doing fantastic. Matter of fact, if I could have taken him back. To where do we get him from? The Atlanta Humane Society. Society. This morning, I probably would have because he was just, you know, for two days now, he's been down and not feeling well. So he's been, you know, in the house and under his little blankies. All of that. You baby him like a child. 
And uh, today, though, he was back to normal and was barking so much in the backyard that I would have, um, I would have, uh, I would have sent him a stun gun, a taser through the woods, oh as would all of our neighbors. Probably. Okay, yeah. but thanks for uh, all the questions and concerns. Yes, and well, and the prayers. Pause for Roscoe. Oh. All right. Does Melania Trump use a body double? I think it's possible. You, 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 you bought in early to this conspiracy theory that when Donald Trump would travel to political rallies. That, well, or places she didn't want to go. Like when he went to assess the hurricane damage. In any one of many times this year. Yes. The person who was traveling with him was smiling and happy. And I just, and, and nothing against, let me be clear here, nothing against our first lady, but she just has a really good RBF, if you know what that is, arresting, you know what okay. face. So she's just not super smiley most of the time. And this person did not look like her. I'm just telling you. And then, so people went in and went so far as to like pinch and grab. And like they said, the smile lines around like Kind of like Donald did that time. Yes. The, the smile lines around her face didn't match up and all of this stuff. Her nose didn't match up. So the White House wants the perception to be that Melania and Donald travel most everywhere together and that she supports him as, as POTUS. But when she says, Donald, I'm not going to Alabama um, <laughs> to assess storm damage. I, I'm not going. Then they pull in the body double. Yeah. And That's I can what see think. her like, you know, I can see her digging her heels in. Like he's like, Melania, get on the plane. And she's like, I'm not going. You know, like I'm not going there. USA Today did their fact check and said that it's not, not the case at all. Well, the question is, if you had, if you could create a body double. Like, what events would you insert your body double for? Parent-teacher conference. Yes. Yeah, and have someone in there super smiley. What are you saying? Well, just... That like, I'm not super smiley? No, 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 no. Like, really engaged. Like, you know okay, what I mean? Well, what okay, what are you I'm saying there? Saying that I'm not engaged no. with our kids and their no, education? No, 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 no. <laughs> Where else? Um, you know, my mama would... Well, you know, growing up, mama would send... Uh, you know, she'd travel three counties away to go to the liquor store because she was a public school teacher and didn't want any of her students or the parents of the students to see her. So would she send you in? No, and this doesn't apply. I, I'm, I, this doesn't apply to that conversation, but about not wanting to be seen maybe. Mm -hmm. or, but in this case, they're wanting Melania to be, to be seen. What about you? One place that you would send your body double that you just oh, have no desire to be? Millions. I mean, I can just think Okay, of well, it. let's boil it down to one. Well, you know, I always talk about the dreaded curriculum night. I don't want to be there. Put someone on the front row. Um, how, about, how about a band concert? No, I like band concerts. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, the recorder concert. Once you get into like high school and they can officially play an instrument, but that recorder stuff where I, I can vividly remember like them playing three songs and you being like, those were good and clapping. And they're like, okay, sir, we're just warming up. Like we haven't started the concert And you look yet. at your watch and you're like, how yes. is that possible? I had carpool with Charlotte, our 14-year-old, our youngest, the other day picked uh, the carpool up and we were driving back by BT, which is a, a Catholic school in Roswell, Georgia. And um, I said to her, do you remember, we've been there one time before, when your sister, Olivia, had that dance recital, and you had to be there all day yes. to watch your child dance for 43 seconds? Yes. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking there's I would have been serious. I would send my body double to that. You too. would? To yeah. a ballet recital? I would send something like... Um, like all those questions, like I love your mother, but like the mother-in-law questions, you know what I mean? 
Like just send them out onto the front porch and you're still inside. While she smokes. Yeah. And so they just ask, or like when she used to come to the house and want to identify all the plants, like we'd have to walk around the outside of the house. Do you think that's a blah, blah, blah. Like I would send the body devil behind her to be like, I think, and it would just say things like, I think it is. Yes. That is correct, Grammy. Yes. <laughs> There's one thing that would have made my time in the pandemic a whole lot better in 2020, and that would be a McDonald's McRib. Yeah. And I... Is that even? I bring you great news. The McRib returns on December 2nd following a uh, been gone since 2012 in eight years. Uh, McDonald's bringing it back, the McRib. I okay. just wanted to throw that out there. Number one, why did it go away? Well, they've always kind of done it um, in certain years. You never know. It's always like a big surprise. It's, it's like, like a curated a big, item. Like a present. <laughs> it's like a present McDonald's gives you every now and then. Um, you want to know why I think it is? I think they have to like resource the meat. They're like, that kangaroo died. So we've got to find a new one. <laughs> like a new breed or something. Did you know that when you take your bun off, if you look at it. Stop. It, what are you getting ready to say? It's supposed to look like a rack of ribs. That's why it's called the McRib. Okay. It's molded. Moldy or molded? Molded, okay. Donna. It's molded into like a cookie cutter or something that's it. supposed to look like a rack of ribs. I never realized that. And I've eaten thousands of McRibs in my time. Okay. Who says that? I love the McRib. It's I kinda, get it without onions. It's kind of like one of those things where I think like crystal, where you're so excited because you're like, oh my God, I haven't had crystal in a long time. And then you go through the drive-thru and you get them and you start eating it and you're like, oh, this is so gross. Why am I eating this? Like you, your excitement level doesn't match what happens on the back end. Literally what happens on the back end with the McRib. I mean... <laughs> That is another four-napkin night <laughs> for you, my friend. But good luck with that. It's a cloth linen night, yeah. as I refer to Something it. Something like that. Eat well, eat healthy. Our friends at Dinner Affair have a, a very, very uh, generous offer for you. $30 off your first order with them. Money-back guarantee with Dinner Affair. Here's what Dinner Affair is. Dinner Affair are uh, delicious, healthy meals that are prepared by chefs. And every month, you go to dinneraffair.com. And there's a brand new menu and like 15 different dinners. And you choose based on uh, how large your family is, the number of people, and how many servings or different meals that you need. So there are different meal packages for everybody, but you choose from the same menu. And you get $30 off your first order when you use the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, at checkout at dinneraffair.com. And we've talked about it before. There are uh, meal sizes for all types of families. And you don't even have to have a family. If your kids have gone back to college and there's just two of you and you want to do a small dinner, you can do that as well um, instead of eating out every night. So I love the fact that you can customize it to whatever your needs are. And for us, it has been a complete game changer. Um, we love to eat dinner as a family, but one of the most difficult things is standing in the grocery store and saying, okay, I've done tacos, I've done spaghetti, I've done breakfast night, like what is around the corner? What's next? This takes all of that guesswork out of there. You feel so good when you open up your freezer and you see these meals in there and you know that it's going to take you less than 30 minutes to prepare them and they're healthy and your kids are going to love them. They're not the kind of healthy where your kids are like, mm, that's too healthy. It's good stuff. Every ingredient that you need to prepare that particular dinner all the ingredients separated in bags so you can add what you want, leave out what your kids don't want. Two to three easy steps. Get dinner on the table, 100% guaranteed. Free contactless delivery in Atlanta. Dinner Affair also shops uh, or ships rather nationwide. No contract, money-back guarantee. Give it a shot. You're going to love it. It's going to make life easier. Don't we all need that right now? Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. 
just got shipments of uh, literally of everything for your home, whether it's a, a dining room table, maybe a king size bed for your master bedroom or a sofa for your living room. Uh, they get trucks all the time at Gallery Furniture in Gainesville with great furniture for your home. And you know what? We're getting into this holiday season where even though we're probably all not going to be traveling as much, you may have like family down. They, you, you know, they may be coming. They can't stay in hotels. They need to stay because of everything that's going on. They need to stay in your house. So a couple of things that you do need. You need a great table. If you've been putting that off, you can get a really, really, really nice Monarch table, six chairs and a bench. And that's only uh, 640, 849, sorry. And the great thing about that is you're going to have room for everyone. You're not going to have to go around your house and find rogue chairs to get everybody seated at the table for your holiday dinners. You also need a big couch to watch lots of football on and movies and hang out with the grandparents, you know, so everybody's comfortable in one room. And you need mattresses. You need bedroom furniture in those spare bedrooms because you are going to have people staying with you. And the great thing about gallery is all of the rooms that I just mentioned, you can do in one shopping trip. It's not going to break your bank. You know, it's not like where you're like, I've got to sacrifice the bedroom because we've got to get our dining room table this time. You can get it all. You know, they do financing on site. They're going to deliver it to you so it's ready to go. Or you can pick it up that day. Or pick it up that Take day. Take it home with you that it's day. It's almost like you have a whole new house ready to go for the holidays. Recliners and 299, tons of bedding options. The Wolfman Legacy lives on a gallery furniture, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. And uh, now ask for Donna's daughter, Marilyn. Shane's up there as well. Locally owned business gallery furniture. There's a movement right now on social media, which is urging mothers not to have their kids tested for COVID-19. The reason why is because you don't want to be the mother of the child who canceled the homecoming game. Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. You don't want to be that parent. And then everybody's because they said now there's almost this new shaming going on like if you're if they find out that your kid went somewhere was exposed to covid whether and and maybe not even in a reckless form then if that's if if, if the kids at school know that that's the kid that again like you said caused homecoming to be canceled or caused something to be canceled then even if the kids are joking they say stuff to the kid like thanks a lot you know you're really responsible for this so there is this movement um, to not get your kids tested and i think the other reason is parents want their kids in school and there is this, the contact tracing goes so far that it's kind of going on right now in um, Olivia's public school, that if you sat in a class or you were in band with someone, obviously, I mean, there could be a hundred kids though, but the problem is the quarantine time. It is set at 14 days. So even if you go home, exhibit no symptoms, get a negative test, you still have to quarantine for those 14 days. You're sidelined for those 14 days. And there are a couple of people who, you know, I've seen some reports where, you know, there was something big coming up for that kid and they tested negative and again, exhibited no symptoms, but couldn't participate because they were under that quarantine time. And parents just kind of feel like the ones that I've heard that are for this kind of mom code movement feel like they are, they want to be in control. They want to be in control of their their kids' health and, you know, the decisions that they make for them. They don't want the school making those decisions. They don't want them made out of fear. They feel like they have it under control. And if their child did exhibit symptoms or was sick, then obviously, I think for the most part, they would not send their kids, you know, back to school or to an extracurricular activity. But it, they, a lot of parents feel like it's just this rolling quarantine going on, that their kids literally cannot get out of quarantine. 
because there's so many kids in this, you know, in a huge public school like Olivia's, the amount, even though they've limited it, if you play an extracurricular activity, if you hang out with a friend group from another school, you know, how much can we limit these kids in reality? And I don't know where I stand on this. I mean, I think, you know, I think taking that ultimately we are the ones who are in control of our kids and, and what we allow them to do and, and the events they go to. Charlotte was supposed to go to an, a Halloween party last week. And it started out very small with her small friend group. And it grew and it grew and it grew. And we found out there were going to be probably over 50, 60 people there. And she made the decision. And, and I was going to tell her, no. But she didn't, she wasn't comfortable because she said, I don't, and, and some of it could be from what we're talking about, that she didn't want to be found out from the school that she was in that group that had the party. Um, and, and for her, it also could be, you know, she's very smart that she doesn't want to be exposed to it. And I understand that. And, and we're not necessarily saying that everyone who has a party with 100 people is going to get exposed either. But I just think now these kids are starting to realize, I don't want to be in that group that gets called out either. So I don't know. Where do you stand on this? I think that you have to test the kids, and I think that you have to report. Yeah. If you've come in contact. Yes. I think it's just the right thing to do, because what you're doing is you're also, um, you're potentially exposing this to friends who are going to, you know. People's grandparents. Take back, and and if you listen to, to any recent podcast, you know where I stand about the pandemic. And I think that it has been absolutely blown out of proportion. But I think that when it comes to being dishonest about a test result, just don't go get tested, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's what the parents are saying. Like, I think if you get a positive test result, you you have to. Well, that's what I, I'm sorry. I want to be very clear. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If you go test your child and it pops positive, absolutely, as a responsible parent, it's your obligation. I agree. I think what the parents, what in this movement, what the parents are saying is they're not going to test, which that, you know, I don't know. But their point is. But I don't, don't want, you need to know if your child is sick? They said they don't want to know. Right, because, but your child, but. Okay. But, but think of all it's the crazy, asymptomatic. I I'm not agreeing or disagreeing, but think of all the asymptomatic people that are walking around that you just don't know have it. So their point is once they get tested, it opens up a whole can of worms. You know? I don't know. Interesting world we live in. Yes. CBD stores are everywhere. It is so important that when you shop CBD for uh, relief from, gosh, anything from sleeplessness, uh, sleeplessness to anxiety, um, to, to pain that you know what you are putting in your body, you know what you are, um, you're, you're taking, what product it is. When you visit with the Hemp Pharmacy, Winwood Parkway, in front of the Home Depot, Christian Richard Roth can answer any question that you have. Christian Richard both have science backgrounds. Uh, they didn't wake up one day and just say, hey, you know what, we want to own a, a, hemp, a hemp store uh, that offers CBD products. They they actually uh, learned of the benefits and were had, had great success with the, the benefits and relief from CBD products. So it kind of worked backwards for them, but in a great way. That's when they said, you know what, listen, we need to let other people know about this stuff. So so that, uh, you know, everything doesn't have to be uh, a, a drug from Big Pharma and from uh, a doctor, you know, on a, a prescription. If you can get natural remedies and get uh, natural relief from products like CBD products, then, then, then why would you not do that? And there's so many different products that you can learn about. Christian Richard Roth, the owners of the pharmacy. Yeah. And I will say, and I say this personally, for someone who has just generalized anxiety, um, you don't ever know what causes it to peak or not peak or what's kind of going on. And it could be, it could be based on 
I don't even know how to explain it on nothing. But one thing that I um, I'm doing lately is I'm going to work with them a little bit to um, change some of the ways that I'm using CBD. So, for example, I used to take a gummy just to kind of relax. I'm kind of moving over into the tincture area because I feel like my anxiety right now, for whatever reason, is a little more peaked. It could be the world we're living in. But the thing that I love about talking with Richard and Christy is I am kind of using them to help me in in my CBD journey in that I think I might need to move up to a tincture and maybe a different level. And they're great about that. So also don't think if you have shopped a previous store or ordered something online or even ordered something from Hemp Pharmacy, that that's where you're always going to be. You know, if you've used product before, go in, talk to them and say, you know, I'd, I think I need to switch over to this. And, and they're so knowledgeable and it make, gives me just makes me feel good to know that they know what they're talking about. Third party lab tested, locally owned and operated the Hemp Pharmacy Wimber Parkway in front of the Home Depot. If you missed the Mark Wills podcast, go back and listen to the entire thing because it was a moment in time. It was a conversation that we had with Mark Wills, who is a country music artist. Mark's hits include Wish You Were Here, Don't Laugh At Me, I Do Cherish You, 19-something, Back at One, many other hits from Mark Wills. Um, but we had a very candid and honest conversation about the pandemic and how it affects the touring industry. You can listen to the entire thing. Just go back a couple of episodes in your library. But wanted to share just a couple of clips that when listening back, you know, I think there's a big difference in living in the moment when you record a podcast and then listening to it after production. And when it's out, you know, when you can download it, you hear things that, that maybe you didn't hear when you were in the moment in the studio recording uh, that particular episode. So wanted to start with a couple of clips from Mark Wills uh, in a podcast we recently did for my second act. You know, I, I don't have to play a 15,000 or a 17,000 seat arena. You know, uh, I don't have to play Mercedes Benz to be able to sell that many tickets, to be able to afford all the bells and whistles that we have going on in the background. You know, Garth, you know, Garth did the bar tour last year, but, but realistically Garth can't take his production into the buckboard. He, he couldn't even, you know, he, that's just, it, it just, it's not applicable for what he does. And it's, and it's sort of the same way with a lot of the other acts. I feel like I'm in a much better position to get back to work much sooner than the artist that only play, you know, the big sheds. And, and what we mean by sheds are, you know, the big uh, amphitheaters uh, used to be Verizon or, or whatever it's called now, or, or what used to be called Lakewood or, you know, those big, places that are, you know, seven, eight, 10,000 people, you know, if, if that's, if that's where your production, if that's the only place that your production fits and, and that's where you've got to play to make the money that you need, those places are going to be, they're going to be hurting for a while because until we all, until, until we decide, you know, or, or until we find a way to get it back out there, uh, I, I don't, I just don't feel like it's, you know, it's always one step forward and two steps back. Uh, you know, we start, Georgia has been great about opening everything back up and, and getting everything back out there. And sure, there've been some cases, you know, that, that have popped up and stuff like that. But, but, you know, look at Nashville. I mean, Nashville has been literally locked down for months now. Uh, and the Grand Ole Opry has been closed and they're just now being able to, to have, you know, a thousand people or, you know, 700 
50 people in a venue that holds 4,700. That's hard to make a living from a venue perspective. It's hard to make a living from an artistic perspective or from the artist's perspective. Uh, you know, I can't go out and and do a show that was scheduled for 3,000 people and you tell me that you can only sell 300 tickets, you know, because, you know, then, then does that mean, you know, does that mean, okay, so we have to cut that down to, you know, one-tenth. Okay, so does that mean I get one-tenth of the pay? So does that mean that I bring one tenth of the lights or one tenth of the band or, or stuff like that? I mean, it's, that's where, that's where it gets difficult, you know, and, and that's where I've, you know, for all of us, you know, all the entertainers, I think that's where, you know, we really have to just sort of step back and look at it and go, okay, you know, what's the most important thing right now? Is it, is it for us to get back out and get back to work or is it for us to, you know, hold off and, 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 and see, what is going to be the best thing, you know, for us six months from now or a year from now? Like I said, I, back to what I was saying, I think I'm much closer to getting back to work than a lot of those artists that are just playing those big venues. Mark Wells told us, he said, I just want to sing. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I know. I thought sing. that just really, so. that really like summed it up because that's what they want to do. They just, as much as we want to go and see concerts, they want to get out and, and entertain safely. Did you hear his dog caller? Yes, that was his dog, his St. Bernard, <laughs> who snuck into the studio when he was. Uh, who had gas? When he was, yes, because I, I said, you know, you may want to blame that on Kelly. I mean, I understand how wife. he feels because I'm in the studio with you. And Thank you, Donna. You All right, you know, it's a good thing we're at the end here of the episode. Yes. With a couple of pod peeps that mean the world to us, Donna Powell, uh, Katie, I love the podcast. Sometimes I find myself laughing out loud. Can't wait for Tuesday and Thursday to get in my car. Uh, thanks for making me laugh. The other Donna, Donna writes, Donna Powell. Thank you, Donna, very much. I love Adonna. Allie uh, writes, just had to offer a few infractions we need to add to the citizen's arrest list. Love it. Publicly, if you go to the express line with over 15 items, that should be an automatic arrest timeout somewhere. I agree. At home, anyone, mainly David, my husband, should be arrested for not loading his dishes in the dishwasher. Who leaves peanut butter covered knives in the sink or better yet on the counter? I don't know. Who does? <laughs> I always say to you and the kids, what do we call it? Make the, tr make the round trip. Yes. Like, there's no need to stop at the sink. Make the round trip all the way to the dishwasher. As always, appreciate you and Donna. Thanks for the laughs and giving me things to think about during these very trying times. Thank you, Allie, for your uh, support of my second act. We have a small ask of you three things. If you uh, could find the time, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. And number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod. Number three, show our sponsor some love. And we are so grateful for the pod support from Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. And the Hemp Pharmacy, member Parkway. In front of the Home Depot. And dinnerfair.com. Dinnerafare.com. Guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Stay at the all-new Even Hotel in Avalon. Steps from world-class shopping, dining, and entertainment. New episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack My Second Act, part of the App and Podcast Network. 